That's why he's so upset, because his dong is gone. Welcome to The Illustrious Gentleman, a podcast hosted by two professional comic book artists where they talk about life, comics, and booze. Please support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash TIG show, T-I-G show, where for only $1 a month or more, you'll get each episode a week early, bonus episodes, and more. Listen to all of the past episodes at TIGshow.com and please let us know what you're drinking while you're listening. so all right so uh yeah we'll just get into it then um all right so uh scott you want to do the introduction real quick yeah um i'm scott that's ryan this is the illustrious gentleman podcast we're talking about comics and art and life and i guess whatever we feel like i guess i mean today it's not any of those things no, today's going to be a much lighter show than last week, though, I think. Um, I just finished ed- editing last week's show, actually, this morning, so I'm a little traumatized still, I think. So, uh, anyways, uh, what, are you, what are you drinking today? Oh, um, I just ran to the store. Did one of those build-your-own six-pack shits. And I've got uh, Beck's Dark. Okay. I don't... I don't know what that is. Beck is what? Oh, it's German. Yeah, it's from uh, Holland, I think. Um, originated in Germany. It says it's a product of the U.S., St. Louis. Yeah, I think Budweiser bought, or Anheuser-Busch bought almost yeah. like 90% of all the beers on the planet. So Great. Uh, what is this? It's uh, 5 ABV. Uh, there's no information on this. I don't know that I've had Beck's regular. I'm sure I have at some point. It's just it's no different than like a Heineken or a Stella. It's all Yeah, that's terrible. what I kind of yeah. figured. It was like one of those shitty, really pale right. English beers. I would have pegged this as an English beer. but it's Sure. Different. Why not? So let's open this up. Uh, knows it a little bit. We got to start doing video shows. <laughs> it's halfway up your nose. Yeah, it. Yeah, I would. Uh, smells like Heineken. Yeah. Even though it's supposed to be dark, right? I mean. Yeah, it I mean, still I think smells have to, like one of those really light, bitter English beers. Yeah, it's still a green bottle. You'd have to pour it into something to to get it, but I'm sure it's just like an amber color if you poured it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look too dark i mean i can see through it against the window right okay uh do me a favor real quick and check your uh your mic connection it's real scratchy every time you speak it's like real poppy and scratchy oh i don't know well i don't know that'll be rub- my 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 headphones not, oh okay not yeah, rub, it, rub it against your rub it against your sweater probably oh yeah probably whatever okay. i'll slouch forward uh, it doesn't matter don't do anything special for me i'll larry uh, king it for this one <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a Odell Brewing Company's Cutthroat Porter. I thought maybe since it's winter time, I'll start drinking more porters and stouts. Uh, the Chevron had a shitty selection, so uh, I got the Cutthroat Porter from Odell. It's only five percent. Um, and uh, real quickly, because we're on a time stretch here, I'm going to do my little uh, reading from mm, uh, Beer Beer Advocate. It is uh, all right. <clears throat> this is from the Adjunct Hippie whatever all right yeah let's try to be constructive beyond the grassy wall of hop there's some light roasted coffee flavors and light licks of roasted malt on the finish the hop dryness comes back with authority and lays itself on your tongue after the swallow belches come up tasting like a pale ale not cool guys all right that's really the best i could find uh you know whatever it's pretty pretty highly rated throughout the three sites so I don't know what to expect of it. I'm letting it warm, though. I normally drink my stout straight out of the, the fridge, but I've heard I should let them warm. So I'm going to let it warm for a couple minutes um, while I finish my pre-gamer, and then I'll crack it. So 
Um, all right, so getting into it, right? We're going to do something a little lighter this week. Yeah. And we're we're going to fix it's, uh, bad, bad movies. Yeah, it's sort of akin to the reboot episode we did, I suppose. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so each of us has chosen... Um, I don't know that mo- I would call them bad movies. Uh, a movie that should have been better. Yeah, sort of like a, a a disappointing movie. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Like the one I chose, I didn't think was bad. I, I've seen some stuff where it's been called the worst movie ever made. I think it's got 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it deserves a lot of the hate that it gets. Uh, well, I watched it yesterday because you told me what it was, and I thought it was terrible. Uh, that's so, that's hyperbole. Come on. So why don't you why don't you go first then, uh, and uh, go ahead. Let's let's get started. Okay, so I'm gonna read you the plot synopsis for the movie I've chosen. I, I chose 2015's Fantastic Four. Okay. Directed by Josh Trank. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sure everybody knows. Sort of the story of this movie, right? You're aware, right? Of uh, uh, a painful production. Trank had a vision of this movie, and which he based like heavily on like uh, like Cronenberg movies. So he's really influenced by like The Fly and uh, Scanners and that sort of stuff. Or he wanted to make almost like a superhero horror movie, right? Yeah. So I, I'm. I don't know. I so I'm trying to find a synopsis on this thing. I it, I'm sure everybody's seen it. Everybody that listens to this show has probably seen this movie because that's what we do, right? We just watch stupid. these fucking movies. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a good synopsis of this thing. It's something that's detailed enough, but not terribly long. Oh, I just typed the name of my movie into Google, and I read the first thing that popped up. I think it was like the Wikipedia synopsis yeah. or something. Yeah, like that. I think I'll go with the Wikipedia one, which I I'm gonna take some parts out of that for all right for, for levity's sake. All right. Um. So the plot that Wikipedia has for 2015 Fantastic Four is childhood friends Reed Richards and Ben Grimm have worked together on a prototype teleporter since youth, eventually attracting the attention of Professor Franklin Storm, director of the Baxter Foundation, a government-sponsored research institute for young prodigies. Uh, Reed is recruited to join them and aid Storm's children, scientists Sue Storm and technician Johnny Storm, into completing a quantum gate designed by Storm's protege, Victor Von Doom. Uh, the experiment is successful, and the facility's supervisor, Dr. Allen, plans to send a group from NASA to venture into a parallel dimension known as Planet Zero. Disappointed at being denied the chance to join the expedition, Reed, Johnny, and Victor, along with Ben, use the Quantum Gate to embark on an unsanctioned voyage to Planet Zero, which they learn is a world filled with otherworldly substances. Victor attempts to touch the green lava-like substance, causing the ground they are standing on to erupt. Ugh. Reed, Johnny, and Ben return to their shuttle just as Sue brings them back to Earth and Victor is seemingly killed after he falls into the collapsing landscape. The quantum gate explodes, altering Reed, Sue, Johnny, and Ben on a genetic level and granting them superhuman abilities beyond their control. Reed constructs like rubber, which never translates to film. Susan can become no. invisible and generate force fields. Johnny can engulf his entire body in fire and fly. And Ben develops a rock-like hide, which gives him superhuman strength and durability. They are then placed in government custody in order to be studied and have their abilities tested. Blaming himself for the accident, Reed escapes from the facility and tries to find a cure for their changes. Uh, fast forward one year later, Reed is now a fugitive and has built a suit that helps him control his ability. Hiding in Central America, he's eventually found by the United States military with Sue's help and captured by Ben, who has become a military asset along with Johnny and Sue. Johnny and Sue have been outfitted with specialized suits designed to help them control their abilities. Reed is brought to Area 57, where Dr. Allen conscripts him. That's a weird word into rebuilding the quantum gate in exchange for giving Reed the resources to find a cure. Arriving in Planet Zero, Dr. Allen's explorers find Victor, who has been fused to his space suit, space suit and now possesses telekinetic abilities, and bring him back to Earth, believing the human race needs to be destroyed for whatever reason so he can rebuild Earth in his image. 
Victor kills the scientists and soldiers in the base, including Dr. Allen and Professor Storm, and returns to Planet Zero using the Quantum Gate with Ben, Johnny, Reed, and Sue in pursuit. Now dubbing himself Doom, the Victor activates a portal on Planet Zero using the Quantum Gate and begins consuming the landscape of the Earth using a structure he created from the rock formations in Planet Zero. What? He is confronted by the four, and after a short battle, Ben punches Doom into the portal's energy beam, disintegrating him while Johnny closes the portal. Return returning to Earth, the group is rewarded by the U.S. military for their heroics by being given a new base of operations known as Central City. That's that's a Flash that's thing, the, isn't it? That's where the Flash lives, yeah. In order to study their abilities without government interference, they decide to use their powers to help people and adopt the mental mantle of the fantastic four which they never actually do no and i'm going to jump in just real quick and just say that the plot synopsis for my movie is three sentences yeah i'm sure it is real quick what did you like about this movie before I, we get into how we'd fix it you know i i liked this movie up until they decide to get in the machine themselves and go yeah that's about um, where i that's about where it goes south I, I liked the the childhood Reed Richards stuff. Uh, I liked him and Ben being friends. Uh, they, it's not in here, but Reed and Ben sort of have uh, a meet cute when Reed goes to steal some shit from Ben's family's junkyard. Yeah. I thought all of that was fine. Um, I was even okay with Miles Teller as Reed. I really thought I would hate him. Because I just he's want to a... punch his face for his face being his face. No, he's fine. He has that He has that kind of face that gives me that reaction. It's like Ted Cruz's face. Okay, I get that. Yeah, if they ever do a Ted Cruz biopic, he should be on point to play Ted Cruz. What else? Yeah, all, all until that point, I feel it was stupid. I didn't like the guy who played Doom. I had never heard of him before. I thought he was shitty. That's sort of the problem with these, um, a lot of these superhero movies is is how weak the villains end up being usually, right? Um, right. Motivation for a supervillain is a hard thing to to come by, uh, to yeah. and or it's a hard thing to sell. I think. Is it? I mean, they, the the problem is they try to oversell it. Like, the motivation for a supervillain should be world domination, and it. That's it. Like, but, what's, but, why no, do, but why do they need uh, more? Today's audiences won't buy that stuff. Not, sure, they not will. In the, not, no, we have, we have no, a not, we have a president. Not, not in, we have a we have a president. No, not who's in a super the era villain. of of sort of like anti-hero root for the bad guy television series. You know, like Breaking Bad and Dexter and uh, House of Cards. You want you want your bad guy to have some depth and complexity, and so taking over the world i don't think is enough we'll agree to disagree okay so uh all right is that all that you liked on it yeah i think so i really like the way the thing looked i think he oh looked you, a lot you better did than michael michael chickless in a rubber suit i jotted down a note like just put the trunks on him man just embrace what it is and put the trunks on him. oh the he naked looked great thing in the, trunks. Is, the naked thing did he have trunks on at the end no he did not Okay, because he didn't have trunks on during the battle either. He's just a naked That's why he's rock so dude. upset, because his dong is gone. His thing dong. Um, yeah, so to save time, I'm gonna I'm, I'm not going to go... I'm not going to list the laundry list of shit I had wrong with it. So so what... Uh, do you want to list your problems with it and then how you'd fix it, or is that all tied into one uh, My you? problems is the whole second half. Okay. Um, it's, uh, I, I thought everybody's motivations were super flimsy. Was okay. So e everything everybody did just didn't meet. It was totally plot driven. Was there these characters had okay, nothing to do? Not even. It wasn't even plot driven though. Can you explain to me why it makes sense for Reed to disappear for a year just to come no, back? No, it doesn't. It no, makes no like you, you needed to have. Uh, it, they wanted there to be this animosity between Ben and Reed, and that's how they decided it would come about. Right, and all you got to do is have a scene in there where. Reed doesn't want Ben to be an agent for the government, and then that creates animosity. And you don't have to have the whole escape scene, the whole South American chase scene. The fact that Reed builds a suit that looks just like their suits, but he built it completely on his own, separate from all of them. Like, it's... Yeah, nothing makes sense, generally, through the whole movie, but especially after the point where okay. they go so... to 
planet zero why why not just call it the negative zone yeah i know that i didn't so, understand so uh well that might negative zone might have been introduced in an avengers comic so if it, anything that was introduced in an avengers comic can't be used in a fantastic uh, Four movie. um what uh so if you were going to pitch this movie if you were going to replot this movie how, how would you go about it okay well i i'm i will admit that i i've really only taken about 45 minutes to come up with something of my own. That's gonna but be I feel that it's as strong as this Hollywood production. Yes. So which leads me to believe that somebody spent about forty five minutes coming up with the structure for this movie. The problem is I think like twenty people spent forty five minutes each and then they tried to use all twenty of their ideas. I don't know. You know, I am curious to see this this supposed lost cut. Yeah, this this movie, movie that you're gonna this movie that you're talking about and the movie that I'm gonna do both reek of uh, studio interference. I, I suppose I didn't get that vibe watching the Fantastic Four. It had problems. I could see the whole thing moving though, in one direction. Um, okay. Other than other than Kate Mara's terrible terrible wig in the reshoots. Oh, I didn't that, even notice, but I was working while I watched it. Oh, it's bad. Um, all right, so so give us uh, Scott Godleski's Fantastic Four. All right, so I I had written stuff out, but I'm not going to read you word for word what I had written. Um, I, I would keep the opening of the movie, so I would do redoing the presentation for his class, saying that he wants to be the first person to figure out how to travel through dimensions, and everybody laugh at him, and um, Ben sort of thinking the idea was neat and then you have the same thing where they meet in the junkyard um i it, so in the movie as kids reed shows ben how the thing works they go to his house and he's in the garage or whatever and they're putting the shit together and he boots up the machine um and it works and it like burns out the transformers for the entire neighborhood but when it works so he had teleported this little toy car and in its place was just a pile of rocks from uh planet zero so i don't know i i i think maybe you use those rocks somewhere in the plot like over the years they keep doing the experiments and this pile of rocks keeps building up but i didn't do anything with that somebody smarter would have to (laughs) (laughs) would have to come up with some way to work that into the plot because you know it there's that this stupid um, sort of explanation for their powers, right? It's like, um, well, did you ever see yes. Richard Corman's Fantastic Four? No, where I feel like it'd Reed's be explaining to people he after they get their powers, he's like, you know, I I I'm always doing too much, trying to make everybody happy. I'm always spreading myself too thin. I'm always stretching myself further. And Sue. You know, you feel like people don't pay attention to you, and you turn invisible. And Johnny, when you get mad, you know, what do you yeah. do? You catch fire, and it's like, Ben, you, you've always been made of rocks. It's like, what? Actually, that makes way more sense than uh, in this movie where, like, rocks fly into Ben's chamber before they teleport back, and flame yeah. comes into Johnny's chamber. That, that's that's another thing. The, 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 I, I'm going to call it the negative zone in my treatment. That that is a total MacGuffin. You don't have to explain shit. Right. It, it gave them superpowers. It gave them all different superpowers. Who gives a fuck? I, I don't need to explain that. You just go with it. Right. It was so I mean, dumb watching the Why would a spider flying? biting Peter Parker give him spider powers? That makes way more sense than this, though. Ugh. Any fucking way. All right. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so they're doing the experiments... So then I, I would keep Franklin finding Reed and his machine. Maybe they track it down because of the rocks. The rocks have this uh, this unique radiation signature they've yeah. tracked, and that's how they find Reed and his stuff. I like that. Um, okay, so Reed is recruited uh, to join the Baxter Foundation, which I would have as a private research institute. I wouldn't have it anything to do with the government. I, I hate sort of uh the government as sort of proxy villain in a lot of things at some point after they get the thing to work i would have them come under the attention of shield i would marry they can't, that into they can't the Mar- do that no, no i'm making this a marvel movie okay all right well, you gotta clarify all right yeah 
Um, and at the end, I'll have actually another suggestion, which I think is better than an alternate way. I'm using so what I'm doing here is using pieces from the existing movie to build a movie that I might enjoy. But at the end, I'll have a suggestion to them about how they should have gone about the whole thing. Oh, good. I'm sure they're on on they're on bated breath. I'm sure they're maybe. listening. Yes. All right. So uh, okay. So. He joins the Baxter Foundation uh, where he's going to help Sue and Johnny and they're going to build this thing. Ben goes into the family business of his, uh, like his, his dad and his older brother are all like airplane mechanics, right? So he goes to do that and then he starts uh, school to earn his pilot's license. So he'll have something to do later. So rejoins the Baxter Foundation. Um, and he learns that interdimensional tra- or travel is not their only goal, that their main objective is to find a source of renewable energy, which they think lies in the negative zone, which is sort of what they did in the existing movie. But it was it was very vague. They, they wanted to go find resources, is what they said. Yeah, they could have really done a really good like uh, renewable energy source allegory and yeah. drop the whole military angle altogether. Yes, yes. So that's what I want to do here. So the energy source is in the negative zone, a dimension they discovered 10 years previously. Uh, Franklin and his protege, Von Doom, had uh, successfully opened a portal to the negative zone. And, but when they did this, they were overcome by the unexpected levels of cosmic radiation, and, uh, which ended up sucking Victor and uh, the machine into the negative zone before it was closed. So over the course of a few years... Uh, Sue, Johnny, and Reed, and Reed, who's correcting like all of Doom's prior work to make everything work and make it safe. So to show you that Reed is smarter than Doom, uh, they make all these necessary improvements and they open the gate again. But everything goes well this time. And during this time, Ben gets his pilot's license, and Reed has gotten him a job as a pilot for the Baxter Foundation. Uh, Reed and Sue, this this will be, I don't want to do like a montage, but you know, you need that. They're that, needed. They're, you need that piece where it shows the passage of time. Um, Reed and Sue grow close, but they're both like awkward people. So it's prevented them from moving forward with any kind of real relationship. So you sort of dance around that romantic tension sort of thing. So with the new interdimensional traveling process, a success, the Baxter Foundation decides to move forward with moving the power converting equipment to the negative zone. So they do that. They build a base camp in the negative zone and they have like a, like an Antarctic outpost or like the uh, like the research facility in the Martian. Right. So they've just got yeah. a place there where they have people doing experiments, doing a bunch of that sort of shit. Um, and like in the Martian, it, it's it's a manned camp. So I would have Reed. Ben, Johnny, Sue, and other Baxter employees there. And a cosmic storm comes along and they decide they need to evacuate. So they all get in the ship and they fly back to the portal. But um, the ship is critically damaged and exposes everybody on board to cosmic radiation before it just barely slams back through the portal and crashes into the Baxter Foundation facility on Earth. And so everybody on board the ship is killed except for Ben, Sue, Reed, and Johnny. Uh, And so when they wake up, they all you know, discover that they've had these physical changes. Reed can't control his limbs. He's sort of just like melting and stretching everywhere. You know, Reed is, or uh, Ben's a rock monster. Cause what the fuck are you going to do with that? I like the part in the movie where Sue is lying on the table and she's just kind of disappearing and coming back and yeah, that was sort good. of like shifting around. That was kind of cool. And, yeah. and Johnny on fire is, you know, he's just on fire. Yeah. And so, and after they all wake up, you have a scene where you go back to the negative zone. The storm has moved off into the distance, and the base camp is just in tatters. There's just debris all over the place. Uh, and a dark figure comes upon it and looks over all of this abandoned equipment. And when they had left to go back to the portal, they had two ships and all of them fit into one and they took that one back. So there's still one remaining ship. So I would have doom who has been altered by the negative zone into power guy, just like they got their stupid powers. I, I like in the movie. I liked their, I, I liked his like telekinetic powers. Yeah. yeah. That threw me for a loop, but he's just a, he's just a telekinetic dude. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I would keep that. You you could have it be whatever you want. It doesn't matter what his powers are. Yeah, if it's very you want him to right. shoot lightning bolts or whatever or it's, it's very visual. I beams. So I don't care. Yeah, that's why it works. It's I, all I don't. Yeah, I don't care what it is. But I would have him. He's gonna use this equipment left by the Baxter Foundation to build himself um, a, a stasis suit that he can use because now he's like negative zone guy, so he needs a suit. That will let him travel to Earth. So that's where he's going to get his armor and the mask. And he's going to pilot the ship back to Earth. Because during this time where they're trying to figure out what's wrong with everybody and everybody's learning their powers, we also learned that um, the story that we had heard earlier about things going wrong wasn't exactly right. That they actually got to the negative zone. Something happened in order to protect everybody in the lab. And on Earth's side, Franklin ordered the portal be closed and actually left Victor in the negative zone. So it's all going to be revenge thing. It's oh, not going to be. There's there's your motivation. Yeah, it's, it, it, which is strong motivation, but it's not it's not really character building it's, stuff. It's the best motivation. Yeah, so he's going to come back and he's gunning for Franklin. That that that's all it is. He doesn't want to make Earth into the negative zone, anything like that. So he is. So it, what's going to happen? Everybody's going to start getting used to their their stupid powers. Victor's going to come crashing back in the ship. He's going to start tearing through the building looking for Franklin. The four of them are going to get together, you know, become the Fantastic Four, fight Doom. Um, somewhere in here, I, I didn't get to writing any of this stuff, but I would have... <laughs> I, I, I would use something. There, there needs to be some... Uh, some device or something that stops doom something like the ultimate nullifier or something right or um they 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 configure the the portal to do something different not to send him back to the negative zone where they want to be ultimately but you know to send him somewhere else they just randomly have something that the portal they they reconfigured or something to blast him somewhere else right maybe maybe those rocks could be a power source for something that blasts them into nowhere well it, or it could just be the portal that they're using they they reconfigure it they they change the coordinates to be random or whatever and it teleports him somewhere else all of his he's broken up into pieces and ultimately shot out into the ether so they stop victor um maybe he kills franklin in the movie he does right um I, it doesn't matter whatever fight at the end it's gonna be just cg nightmare yeah yeah and so that's how i would end it i guess maybe they do maybe he does uh kill franklin and then um you know it's it the baxter foundation is willed to the control of his children sue and johnny yeah i would say yeah turn the baxter building into the fantastic four baxter building that everybody knows um but then i would have a post credit scene where doom finds himself somewhere else right we doom has been transported somewhere and um then galactus comes upon the planet that doom is on and uh so, so doom's like don't eat this planet i got yeah, another I got planet something else eat. for you yeah, yeah that's right yeah yeah that's that's and, like and the... then and then in the sequel you have doom being the first herald of galactus oh new beefed up <laughs> cosmic powers yeah i like that idea that's something that could be done if you had the Marvel Universe, if it was a Marvel movie. Uh, didn't you say something earlier that you had an idea that if if it wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they had Iron Man as the first Marvel movie, right? And then they went to Captain America. Right. I mean, ideally, I think you would like Captain America to be the first one, right? Just just chronologically? Yeah. Okay. Um, so in a perfect world that happens and I would have the second film be Fantastic Four and I would have it be a period piece set in the 60s. Yes, that was that's where you I can thought. actually do yeah. all of this goofy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thought when I watched the movie. Like, how cool would this be if it was like a Mad Men-esque period piece? Yeah. Because that's the problem. Giant like, monsters. Ma- and Yeah. How do you feel before I jump into mine? How do you feel about origin stories at all? Do you think they could have just jumped into this movie with them already being a team and just um, uh, the audience would already be on board? You know? I, I think this is one of those borderline properties. I, I think you need that with something like Guardians of the Galaxy or... Like a Doctor like Strange or Ant-Man. Doctor Strange or Daredevil or something. Yeah, uh, but you know, like X-Men and Spider-Man and Hulk, you can just you can just jump right in and do shit. Yeah, all right. So 
let's see. You kind of covered all my problems there. Like, I mean, it, it's it was just kind of a mess of a movie, really. It was uh, it, a lot of it was just boring. The whole the whole middle part was just yeah. Yeah, and you're right. And you're right about like stretching not looking good no matter what. Like the Flash this season has a elongated man on it, and it doesn't it doesn't look good if your budget it, is yeah. X amount per episode. It doesn't look good if you're making it a just major. Just does not picture. translate. No, it just, it just looks goofy always. It just looks fucking terrible. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my movie that I I chose was uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. That's the first problem with it right there. It is a Superman sequel that they called Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh, Superman versus Batman doesn't sound as good. No, and it, it doesn't matter. Something needs to come up a better title. I did not come they, up. They with could it. have just kept it at that. They didn't need to do John Dawn of Justice. Yeah, they, I mean, they could have also done Batman and Superman. So, I mean, I I get that it's like the prelude to the Justice League, right? So, but everybody's gonna see it anyway. So things that I did not like. Uh, Oh wait! Oh, the 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 uh the the plot. This is off of a uh, quick quick thing off of Wikipedia, I think. Um, and this is exactly how I would I would describe my movie. This sounds like a good movie right here. It's been nearly two years since Superman's colossal battle with Zod devastated the city of Metropolis. The loss of life and collateral damage left behind left many feeling angry and helpless, including crime-fighting billionaire Bruce Wayne. Convinced that Superman is now a threat to humanity, Batman embarks on a personal vendetta to end his reign on Earth while the conniving Lex Luthor launches his own crusade against the Man of Steel. That is a movie. That's a movie I want to see. Okay. So the, the, the few things I liked about this movie, I, I liked the, uh, the backlash that grew against Superman because when I watched Man of Steel, one of my oh, biggest yeah. problems was... <laughs> thousands of people fucking died in that battle oh more than that jesus yeah. christ tens of thousands right so I, I like that people are pissed off pissed off at him uh i like the superman christ allegory because i think that if this ever happened in real life re- religious zealots would jump on this in a second saying he's like the second coming of jesus you know in a red cape uh so i do like that christ allegory they play up uh i like how they introduce batman back into it he's retired but the actions of superman pull him back you know, back into being the Dark Knight. And again, this movie really succeeded, I think, at being a really good Batman movie. And I don't understand why they just didn't adapt Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns with Ben Affleck. Like, why all the bullshit with Justice League and all this other shit? I guess they're trying to build whole universes and franchises, but... Uh, well, you can't have Superman as a villain. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, don't even make this movie. Make Dark Knight Returns. Ah, okay. Superman is the weakest part of this movie. Oh, well, he was... <laughs> the weakest part of his own steel too (laughs) yeah so okay so those are the things i liked the things i didn't like it's a whole laundry list but it's just it's it's too much that clark's mom yeah everything outside of those three sentences (laughs) that you read at the top or is terrible too much clark's mom's in it the senator the whole political angles in it clark's dad is in a dream sequence like what's the point do they they must have had like a, a contract thing with with kevin costner he had to be in it uh, bringing back Zod, the ship. It's just too much. It tries to relaunch the Batman franchise. It tries to launch a Justice League franchise. It's billed as a sequel to Man of Steel. It doesn't work on any of those levels. You know, uh, Superman seems like an afterthought in his own movie. Did you even mention Wonder Woman? Well, no. I mean, she was one of the best part, but she's part of trying to launch the Justice League movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. She had nothing to do. No. Uh-uh. Uh, it's billed as a sequel. Although, yes. Okay. So it's billed as a sequel to Man of Steel, but he seems like an afterthought throughout the whole movie. Uh, and then all three of these types of movies, the Justice League, Batman, Superman movies, they all have different elements. They all have different themes. Like a Batman movie should be dark and brooding, and it should be a crime movie. Superman movies should be hopeful and bright. Well, they and, already set the tone for Superman in the first movie. Yeah, that's the so, problem. So within the context of what they're trying to do, he fits perfectly into this for yeah, them. Right, for them. And, uh, you know, I didn't see Justice League and I heard it was fun, but that a Justice League movie should just be big and fun and huge. And so, but it still needs to be, a, it still needs to have a plot. So I didn't see it, whatever. This movie is all sad and weighed down and shitty and terrible effects. It's like a Snyder, it's like his this ghost. Is the, it's yeah, like it's his, a Snyderist Snyder movie. I've yeah, it, it's like a Snyder go-to where like a lot of the shitty effects have like blurred outlines. It's like soft lighting on like a Barbara Walters special, but instead it's like on all the special effects. Everything blurs together. Uh, that was my problem with Wonder Woman too. Was all the <laughs> shitty effects kind of blurred into other shitty effects, and it just looked totally shitty. Uh, I hear him say that in interviews that yeah. his his bit, biggest influence or 
Barbara Walter interviews. Yeah. It's like if you took stills from this movie or Wonder Woman, the action scenes, and you ran it through like a Photoshop watercolor filter, that's what it looks like. It looks like just shitty. <laughs> they don't they don't know how to just make it crisp and nice, so let's just blur everything together. Yeah. Most people idolize Spielberg or, you know, Scorsese or Coppola. No, ABC, Barbara Walters interviews. Yes. That's my go-to. Yeah, that's what Snyder loves. And then the whole, like, the the Batman dream sequence slash future vision thing with the the flying dudes from from, uh, Apocalypse. Uh, They have a name. I can't think of it right now. it's such nonsense and it mirrors so closely the opening scene in the desert with Lois that I was confused. Every time I watch it, I've seen it like three times. Every time I watch it, I'm confused. Like, is this the same? What's reality? What's the dream? It's so confusing. And it's almost like the the guys who made the movie were like, oh, we already built this desert set. So let's just shoot another scene in it. What is the purpose of that? I think it's scene? it's setting up Justice League. You know, Other than that, other than that. There's how no, do you justify oh, it it's, other it's, than it's, that uh, as part of... Yeah. The narrative of this movie. Well, it's Batman's concerns about what Superman could become. But they don't, as far as I remember, I just watched it twice actually today. I let it play. It's pretty specific. I let it play twice today while I was doing work. And both times, it's it's not clear. Is it a dream? Is it a vision? And then the Flash shows up. It's fucking Uh, ridiculous. You you recreate like the ending of Man of Steel with the cities being destroyed, but without Zod. It's just Superman. And that's the nightmare. Yeah. Because that's what he... Yeah, exactly. Because that yeah. is Bruce's nightmare. Bruce doesn't care that right. Superman was fighting Zod. He cared that all these buildings were fucking being destroyed right. and shit. Now, um, that's okay. the opening scene, right? Is Yeah. Uh, Metropolis. Well, I think Bruce. it's like... It, it might be after the desert scene with Lois that's pointless. It might be after that. So, okay. But it, it's... There I thought that was super strong, actually. I, I get Batman in this movie. Totally get him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Batman is... And in my version, Batman is still the star. Okay. So, all right, so here's how I would do it. And, and how I could would do it, you don't have to change a word out of the plot synopsis I read earlier. So uh, I'd start off using a lot of what I liked from the movie. So you got a retired Batman coming out of retirement because Superman does all this shit, you know. So uh, and, and, and one thing I hated was another origin story for Batman in a Superman sequel. Like, we all know who the fuck Batman is. So I would open with actual dual montages of Superman gaining popularity, becoming the Christ figure, all this shit. While Batman, while you're showing Batman get broken down and retiring due to like Robin being killed or something like that. So you show the rise of Superman with Batman hanging it up. That's how I would start the movie. Then you go into the Bruce Wayne scenes where the shit's collapsing and he's got to come back. You know, he's got to come back because of the damage that Superman does. Bruce Wayne brings back Batman. And I have I have Bruce Wayne going after the kryptonite, not Lex. I would drop all the first half Lex and Lois stuff. You know, fuck, it doesn't matter. Like, no one... I understand they're, they're paying Amy Adams to be Lois, so they want to have Lois in it as much as possible, but it's not a Lois Lane movie. She could have her own movie. So I would drop all that shit. I would have Bruce Wayne going after the kryptonite, right? Because he's smart as shit. So Bruce has information on kryptonite. Kryptonite. He has all the files already on all the other metahumans on the planet because he's Batman. He has that shit. He's all about contingencies. You know, he's a master, uh, what do you call it? Like a planner, you know, he, he, yeah, strategist, whatever. Yeah. So Batman, first of all, you got to show that he's pissed. He doesn't want to come back as Batman, but he honestly thinks like the world is in peril, you know, blah, blah, blah. So Batman confronts Superman. They fight, you know, they have like their little fight because that's important that they have to fight. Uh, and, uh, Batman wounds Superman with a kryptonite bullet. And as he's about to finish him off, you know, Lois shows up and convinces Bruce. Clark's a good man. He tries his best. He's worth saving. Don't do this. You know, if you do this, you're robbing the planet of, you know, whatever. Um, Bruce is not going to kill Superman, especially in front of Lois. But he tells her, like, he needs to retire. If he com- if he comes back, I'll be back. You know, like, keep him on a leash. So then you cut to Lex Luthor, who's watching all of this unfold. And he's Lex. So he has agents everywhere, right? So he has agents on the ground during this Batman-Superman fight. And, and his agents collect the remnants of the kryptonite bullet. So then Lex, who you don't even have to explain who Lex Luthor is. He just has a long history with Superman. Or during the montages, you have Superman defeating Lex multiple times. Yeah, you no, know, you don't need to. You don't need to. Whatever. So Lex synthesizes the kryptonite and he builds a weapon. And, and at this point, you could use like the, the parasite character. You could use Doomsday or you could even use the Lex power suit. You know, something that, you know, or even Brainiac, you know, powered with, with kryptonite. He builds this shit. 
And so uh, he, you know, Lex goes after Metropolis and Superman, kind of like to mirror Batman. Superman's like, I got to do something. So he goes to fight it. And so Batman, he sees this happening. Lois is reporting on the battle. Batman watches TV, whatever. Bruce Wayne watches TV. So Batman goes to help Superman because he realizes this is his tech, right? This is his fault. The kryptonite is his fault. You know, this this is this is your huge fights. This is your huge battle, right? This movie should, doesn't need to be a three-hour movie. This is your huge fight scene, your, your big money battle. And because Batman has these files on all the metahumans, he calls on Wonder Woman just... He, you don't have to explain any motive for her. He calls on her because she's powerful. You know, I know who you are. I know you're good. I need your help. That's all he does. She's, you know, it's... You don't need any weird backstory about a photo or any bullshit... He knows through his files that she's been helping people for almost a century. He needs help. He calls on so, her. She has she not been in the public eye this whole time then? Yeah, well even in has this she movie. She's not done anything since like 1917. Yeah, and that's that's the case in this movie as well. So it's the case in my movie where maybe she's not public, but Batman could have files on her that, you know, and you can even show that earlier in the movie like uh 1918, 1926, 1945, you know, have her in disguise or whatever, you know, have her whatever so you know it's basically so sets up so when he needs help because he knows he's not a if if superman's getting his ass kicked by this creature or this robot or this lex monster thing he know batman knows he's gonna get fucked up so he calls on the uh, uh, someone just as powerful as, as superman and because she's who she is she's gonna show up so that's all you need and then and that tells you right there all you need to know about wonder woman before her own movie she's needed someone calls for her help she shows up so you still introduce her in, in my movie uh, the three of them, the Trinity, you know, they, they fight the Lex monster slash robot. And, uh, in the end, Superman sacrifices himself because he takes like a, you know, kryptonite blast straight to the chest or something to save like some innocent kid, you know, make it, make it Superman-y, you know, have a little kid about to get blasted. Superman takes a bullet. And then, you know, because Superman softened up the Lex monster or whatever, Batman or Wonder Woman, you know, finish off the bad guy. And they lock up Lex and then, the, you know, they go to bury Superman you know, cause so, so I'm kind of following the same trajectory, like Superman's dead, blah, 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 Batman, Wonder Woman are together, Lois is all sad and shit, and then at the end, you do the whole, Batman gets a visit from Future Flash, telling him, you gotta unite the League, you gotta save the world, you gotta save Superman, so the, you know, the very last scene, you know, Batman reaches out to Wonder Woman again, and Batman goes and visits Lois, and he says, I need to know everything, and then he takes his mask off, so then that you give, give Lois more incentive you give Batman, you know, like a like a dog in the fight. He, you know, he 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 needs to do this because some weird shit happens. So my movie does the same thing. It sets up Justice League. It has Lois and Lex being a part of the story without all that bullshit, and it's simple. I mean, there's no reason like there's no reason all these fucking superhero movies have to have like 400 storylines and like five villains and all this shit. Just I don't know, man. It, it's to me, it seems so easy. And when it goes wrong, it seems to go so wrong, not just slightly off the rails. These movies seem to veer. Like the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie, that just seemed to fucking go nowhere. Um, so, I don't know. I think I think you... I you think, didn't like the evil space fart cloud? Oh, Jesus Christ. I, it's so easy, and you got to... You have to trust the audience to know, like... Oh, it's not weird that Wonder Woman just shows up, because she's Wonder Woman. And it's not weird that Batman would go and save... Superman after he just fought him because he's fucking Batman. I don't know why does why does Wonder Woman help? I just uh, I I just I just threw yeah I threw her in, in this there. example. You have bits of her. Well, I used her, history, right? Yeah, I used her just to keep the keep keep like I wanted my movie to end and do the same thing this shitty movie did. So it introduces her. It introduces the Justice League without hammering over your head. So. Yeah, I, I I didn't make mine just a Batman versus Superman movie. I made my movie the same. It, it would be made the same way. It would it would do the same. It would accomplish the same goals without being a piece of shit. So why kill Superman? Yeah, I, I guess. See, I didn't think about. I didn't think about making a hundred percent my own movie. I like I said, I led into this thing, but I think you gotta you gotta do something with Superman, right? Like, what do you? I, you, you I gotta, don't know why. I don't know what the point is. You want him for Justice League. When I go see Justice League, I want to see. Yeah. You're Superman right. I mean, Batman Superman Wonder doesn't have to die. Uh, you could just have Batman get the message from Flash. And I, go, I, I go think to Superman. He, he Superman saves the day, and he ends up being the hero that Batman didn't think he could be. 
yeah. or didn't expect him to be. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and then it's just as simple as when Batman gets the message, or even if Superman gets the message, there's three of them now, so they're like, oh, we got to find these other ones that Batman's had files on for years, you know, and then, then you go for it. Yeah, I don't know why Batman has to die, I don't, or Superman. Um, I was just trying to end my movie out the same way they ended their movie. So I got from point, I got from the same point to the same point without 90% of the nonsense. So, so no Martha scene? Why did you say that name? Oh, I actually wrote that in my notes. I wrote it in all capital letters. Why did you say that name? It's so hard to watch. And I think Ben Affleck's a great old Batman. I just, that's fucking tough. That's tough. Uh, but anyways, I think you could cut out. I think there's a good movie to be made out of that. And I think a real editor could go through and cut a lot of shit of that out of that movie, reshoot about 20% of it and have a fine movie. Um, you promise ha- me ha- you'll take care of Robin. Yeah. Who's that? It's my cat. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> oh, just some, it's like, uh, Jesus Christ. It's like DC has a blueprint to make good movies. And they're just like, what's the opposite thing we could do in this decision? Like, <laughs> how can we fuck this up as much as possible? Let's do that. Now, would you still call it Batman versus Superman? No. So, so I, uh, I would call it World's Finest, Batman and Superman. Oh, oh, did you say that? I missed that. No, no, no. I, 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 I put it in the chamber early on in the show, and I just brought it back because I thought about it in the shower this morning. Because Batman versus Superman's a shitty name. World's Finest is a great I, name, I, but people. I gonna... like World's Finest, but nobody's gonna go see a movie called World's. That's Finest why you gotta. Have, be that's why you gotta have. It's either gotta be Batman and Superman, World's Finest, or World's Finest, Batman and Superman. You gotta have Batman sure. and Superman or in there. JLA World's Finest. No one's gonna. Or, they're gonna be like, "What's Jilla? You, you What's could Jilla? do like they did with the first Wolverine movie. You could do JLA Origins, World's Finest, or Trinity, or something. Well, it would have to be Justice League Origins. You can't just do JLA. No one. No, know what that means. Then you could have uh, Ryan Reynolds play an unrecognizable version of a popular character. Yeah, I don't know. Just have Idris Elba as John Stewart Green Lantern. I'd be happy with that. So yeah, I think you strip. I think both of these you can just strip them down to more simple. They're just trying to be too complicated. And you mentioned like modern audiences want that. I don't. I don't know, man. I think you. I think this. These movies are gonna make six, seven, eight hundred million, no matter how complicated or simple they are, just because of the characters in them. So why are you beating the shit out of yourself to to really over-explain shit or or whatever? It's it's stupid. Well, it's not it's not about over-explaining anything. It's about or over-complicating uh, things. No, not not even that. It's just shit that just makes sense. So if you think about it for more than three seconds, you still go, oh yeah, that's that's well, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Well, so so you take the Marvel movies into account, and even the DC Car- TV yeah, cartoons shows. don't work. You, yeah, so you, you can't take, make a cartoon, right? But you take the Marvel movies into account. You take the DC shows into account. They don't over-explain things. They 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 throw the especially the DC TV shows. They just throw the crazy shit out there, and they expect the audience to be on board. Well, they've also, I think, in that case, they they've cultivated an atmosphere on those types of shows. Yeah, but why would that why sort would... of stuff is acceptable to the audience that they have? But to a general audience, just a general movie-going audience, to to a soccer mom that takes her twelve-year-old to see this, uh, I I think the notion of right and wrong and and the right decision versus the, the the hard decision versus the easy decision, right and wrong, doing the right thing in a certain situation, I think that's universal. I don't think it needs to be handheld nonsense. And then you know the whatever. Uh, yeah, keep it simple, man. That's what I say. I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I feel I like know. I feel like I, 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 in the theatrical version of Batman versus Superman, aren't aren't Lex and Batman kind of on the same side? Well, they both want to destroy Superman. Right. Just for the same reason, though. Uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah, but for Batman, it's more like preservation of the planet, and for Lex, it's more like he's gonna get in my way in the future i think oh you think so yeah i think so i don't know i'm i'm tired from dealing with these two movies the last two days i'll be honest with you uh <laughs> when i when i when i finished watching fantastic four first of all fantastic four is a movie it only came out two years ago i've seen it and when i started watching it i forgot i had even seen it that almost <laughs> never happens and as i was watching it i don't remember i remember that i saw it but i don't none of that stuff yeah with me. i it's guess so look, forgettable 
Fantastic Four, it's not a good movie. It, it doesn't deserve the shit that it gets. Um, I would agree that nothing happens in that movie. And Batman versus Superman is a hell of a lot more entertaining. Yeah, I thought about that today when I was watching it too. At least it's entertaining. And that, that, that Fantastic Four movie, you could cut that into 45 seconds and it would be a montage for the next Fantastic Four movie. You don't need a whole movie to set up what they set up at the end of that movie. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. Too many cooks in the kitchen, too much overthinking. Just tell us all the story, just like any other storytelling genre. Okay. What, one of the things, one of the advantages I think Fantastic Four has over, I, this wasn't part of the plan, but one of the things that I would give it higher marks for over Batman versus Superman is that it, it, it does something by itself, Right. So this director had this vision for this movie and the studio said, okay, rather than it being a piece to get somewhere else. So Batman versus Superman is going to be the bridge between Man of Steel and Justice League. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, and, and to it use was a creator soc- with a specific vision. Right. And to use your soccer mom analogy, someone with no, you, you need to have knowledge of these characters to go to a Batman versus Superman movie. Anyone could oh, walk sure. into everybody does. Anyone could walk into that Fantastic Four movie and just have it be a movie. Um, so I think there is more weight on a Batman Superman movie. Uh, but even that is a weird. Even throwing them together in one movie before Justice League is a weird thing. Like it's not necessary. It is. No, it's it's not. I. Yeah, it's not. Well, I guess. I don't know. I feel like Batman versus Superman was entirely a studio reaction to man of steel to, to people just being freaked out by the end of that movie that superman was responsible for the death of millions of people <laughs> like directly responsible they, they they made a point at the end of uh batman versus superman where they're fighting doomsday they're like there's nobody in the area that was an actual line from the movie Batman's right like nobody's here so nobody's going to get hurt. We can do as much shit as we want. I did notice in Avengers 2, which I think came out after Batman versus Superman. I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. There is a line where they're like, evacuate the city. Like before the fighting starts. And I'm thinking like, oh, all yeah, you have to do is put that line. Yeah, they have the Avengers like rescuing yeah. people. All you have to do is put that one. All you have to do is put that one line in somewhere in Man of Steel. And it kind of saves the whole movie. I wouldn't buy that shit, though. Yeah. They're going to evacuate Metropolis. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's like, uh, get everybody know. out of here. You have five minutes. I mean, it's pretty to see that shit. Like, when you watch, when you when you uh, reread Authority, it's nice to see giant buildings falling and huge fights. But when you're seeing it move on screen, you know, like, oh, there's like a, like 10,000 people in that building that just collapsed. You know? Oh, like, yeah. And, and that was the whole point of the Authority, though. Yeah, was that it? it uh, yeah, it was the point of the authority. Was it? It's, it doesn't matter. But it's it's not yeah, real. It was, it's a comic. It, it's all ends justifying means in the authority. Right, and something about not being real humans acting it out. It's easy to just oh, I don't even fucking think about it. But yeah, yeah, sure. But oh, Superman did save Lois though. Oh, that's important. She was falling out of that plane or whatever. Yeah. He did save her. Whatever. I will say that I do like the casting in Batman. Hero. In the three, the four main characters of Batman versus Superman, including Lois, I love the casting. I think Ben Affleck's a great Batman. I think Cavill is a good Superman. I think Lois is fine. Uh, Wonder Woman is obviously the yeah, best casting ever. Yeah, I guess maybe it's ever. not his fault, Cavill. I, I think he is has almost zero charisma. I, I think that's more the fault of uh, the writing the film itself, right? Yeah, the writing and director. Yeah, it's I not think. it's not his fault because he's charismatic in other movies. He's not like a. Is he? I've never seen him in anything else. I, I don't. Oh, know yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what I've seen him in, but he's fine. He's good. He has a smile. He has the chin dimple shit going on. He's he's a good Clark. He's a good Batman or a good Superman. He um, used to date. Um, what's her name? Gina Carano. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I know who Gina Carano is. She, she was, yeah, she was in uh, that Steven Soderbergh movie. Uh, yeah, she was also in Fast Six. Yeah, she used to be. She was on Hay- the um, Haywire. 
the American Gladiators reboot several years ago. She's, she was one of the gladiators. Well, she's more well known for being one of the first yeah. female MMA fighters. Yeah. Of but um, I, I, before they had done everything, I thought, oh, she'd make a great Wonder Woman. Yeah, she just can't act for just shit. Just physically. She's just a terrible actress. But, um, no, but uh, whatever. I'm happy with what we got. All right. All right. Um, let's, let's, yeah. You want to wrap this disaster up? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Any more thoughts on uh, Fantastic Four or Man of Steel? Um, you mean Batman versus Superman? Oh yeah. Dawn of Justice. Yeah, whatever. I will say I will I will let everybody know because people are saying like, oh, he said he watched it like three times or twice this morning already. I have it on DVD, but it's because a friend of mine bought the Blu-ray and Blu-rays. I don't know if they still do, but they used to come with a DVD, so you get the Blu-ray, the DVD, and a digital code. Mm-hmm. He gave me the DVD. So that's yeah. I did not spend a dime on this fucking shit box. Uh, yeah, Fantastic Four was on FX last week or something. I recorded it. Um, okay. How how was your uh, Beck's dark? Um, a lot like Beck's light. It doesn't taste like a dark like a stout or porter. Uh, no, I don't know if this is just like some does additional it ta- coloring they put in it. Does it taste like a Sam Adams or like uh anything like that or? No, no. It it's just bad just it's just here okay so what do you what do you give a beer that's just there that tastes like every other beer on the planet well it's a beer i guess um so i would not buy it again myself which rates it as a three but somebody put it in front of me if it was the only thing somebody put in front of me i'd drink it It, it's as low a three as i can give it okay i'm gonna i wrote down earlier 2.51 uh earlier i wrote down for my um cutthroat porter i just looked over on my little notepad and i have a four that i went over multiple times but i don't know if that's because of the fantastic four it's actually circled as well <laughs> so maybe that was kate that maybe that was uh confusing my my hand eye coordination because i don't know if it's a four i don't know if it's a three though it's very roasty it's a little malty a little burnt roast flavor um yeah i'm gonna give it a three Fantastic three for uh, for the Cutthroat Porter by Odell Brewing. All right, so uh, I guess I'm going to wrap it up then, unless you, you got anything else going on Christmas sweater. No, no. I it occurred to me earlier while I was writing this up that I think way back in one of our first episodes of Dream Jobs, I had Fantastic Four the comic listed as one of my yeah you'd be good at my it. top five books that i wanted to do you want to make an announcement or are they going to um, re- are they going to reboot it with you you and jason aaron is that what you're saying yes that's what i'm saying yeah. um no but it, it, and it occurred to me how i guess how different the the film version is from the comic version um and and, and i wouldn't i didn't mind sort of rehashing this version of it but i think i would be much happier doing uh, classic the comic book version yeah yeah i agree and wonder woman i mean i realize she's a character that apparently is immortal and so they can do a period piece and then do a new one but i mean you could do a future wonder woman yeah i wouldn't be opposed to if they were going to decide let's make one more fantastic four movie and not plan sequels and they set that in the 60s and at the at the end of that, you have Tony Stark's dad show up. You have you have the whatever Stark sure. dad show up, and yeah. he's a contemporary and, and of Reed Richards. Actually, when you were talking about why didn't they just make Dark Knight, I I think that's I think that's the biggest shortcoming of the decisions of these these studio execs is to not just sequels. Do the movies that competent filmmakers want to do. People will go see good movies. Good movies will make money. Right. But they all um, want sequels. So, you know, if James sequel. Cameron comes and says, you know, I've got this idea for Superman and he lays it out and they like it, they say, OK, let's do it. And then, you know, uh, two years later, you know, Tim Burton could come and say, well, I've got this idea for a Superman movie and lays it out. And they say, OK, that sounds cool. We'll do that, too. It, I, I think continuity is overrated. Yeah, I agree. I think it is, too. Um, OK, well, we need to wrap this Whatever. up because I think That's you got it. somewhere you got to be. Um all right. So, anything else before I, I I do the thing? All right. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, follow us on Twitter. You can also hire us if you want us to remake your movies on Twitter. 
on Twitter at TIG underscore show at Ryan Cody at Scotty God. All the past episodes are available on TeakShow.com. If you enjoy the show, please go to Patreon.com forward slash TeakShow. Support us just a dollar an episode. And uh, you can go to TeakShow.com. You can get the support TIG link and you can get us a shirt, sponsor an episode, all that good shit. So uh, I guess I'll talk to you uh, next week. Yeah. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs>